We wish that people wrote us emails and said, we would love for your help with networking. But in fact, most people don't know what they don't know about networking. And this has led to the rise of five big networking myths that we will debunk in today's session. It's really important for you to understand that networking is not just something that people do naturally. It's a skill that can be learned and it has a strategy behind it. So we'll share with you the debunk of these five myths so that you can prepare a networking plan to break into consulting. Enjoy. I wish I could say that thousands of people a year email us about how to network for consulting, but it's actually something that everyone needs to do and no one talks about. That means that there are a lot of myths that have arisen around networking for consulting. And today, my focus is on debunking those myths. What we're going to talk about are the five main consulting networking myths and how you can do better at networking for consulting so that you can win in the application and the interview. The first myth is that partners are the best consultants to network with. Why does this myth exist? Well, of course, partners have the power inside the consulting firm. After all, they're the owners. If the firm does great, then they do great. If the firm does poorly, they pour their money right back into the firm. And so partners are on the hook for all of the decisions, including hiring. And to be fair, if you get an informational interview with a partner and they like you, they can guarantee you an interview on the spot. Here's the problem. Partners actually are not traditionally involved in the day-to-day -day of hiring, and they are focused on hunting a different kind of candidate, candidates for work. Their focus is on business development, not on hiring new candidates for analyst roles. So even though you might write a partner, they're unlikely to write you back. Instead, who are you looking to reach out to inside the consulting firms? Interestingly, it's someone who within the last one to two years joined the firm at the level of title that you will join as as well. So when I was an associate consultant at Bain, the people that I needed to network with were associate consultants at Bain. And if you were focused on a different role, like a consultant at Bain, you would want to network with the people who are currently in that role as well. It might seem a little counterintuitive, but the firm places tremendous trust on people who went through the incredibly rigorous hiring processes to get in, to be the ones who hold the hands of the next generation. So you are in great hands with them. The second myth on how to network for consulting is that you need to build long-term relationships. This advice comes from people who are in a different generation who have thought about networking in a different way than we think about networking today. And building long-term relationships will bear fruit over time for many reasons other than professional reasons. But if you don't have those long-term relationships, you are not in trouble. In fact, there are ways to quickly build effective relationships with folks that will help you break into consulting. Why? Well, because People who are interested in helping you along the way actually want to make quick judgments. They don't want to walk with you for 12 to 18 months. They want to have 15 minutes with you, say yes, and move on. So you can actually have great, fruitful, productive conversations where you sit down with somebody, explain what you want to do, ask them for a referral, and they say yes in only 15 minutes. If you want to know more about how to do that, you can walk through our Black Belt program with us, or you can just send us a message for more information. We'll be right back after this quick message. Hey, Strategy Simplified, it's Japheth here. Just a quick, friendly reminder that application deadlines for McKinsey, Bain, and BCG are right around the corner, starting as soon as June 25th for Bain. Check the link in the show notes for the specific deadlines 
for all the firms and all the roles. But I just wanted to make sure that you knew to get your application docs in as soon as possible. If your resume and cover letter aren't quite there yet, our editing team would love to work with you. We'll perform two detailed line-by-line -line edits on your resume and cover letter to pull out your relevant transferable skills and ability to drive impact. We'd love to help craft your story and get you an interview at top consulting firms. Reach out via the link in the show notes. Myth number three is that you should ask to pick their brain. This means that you walk into your conversation with someone who you've got a networking contact with and you ask them very broad questions about very general things. Consultants respond to specificity. If you ask for data, they'll give you nothing. If you ask for two years of data on the history of sales inside one channel, they'll give you everything you need to know. You have to ask for the specific data at the firm in order to do two things. Number one, get any information at all, but number two, to also register with them that you are consulting-like in your approach. One final thing to say about the pick your brain attitude. It can seem open and enthusiastic, but it actually comes across as high maintenance. As somebody who is unwilling to do their own research and has narrowed down the questions for the consultant to two or three, but rather wants to rely on them to be their single and only source of truth. Myth number four, it's best to let the call flow naturally. Here's the problem with this. When you jump on the phone with somebody, they don't want the call to flow naturally. They want it to be over quickly and painlessly. And the best way to do this is by setting an agenda. Now, let me tell you one of my favorite stories from the recruiting process. I was advising a woman who had gone to a target school but was a couple of years out and she wanted to go into consulting. And as a part of this process, she decided that she wanted to break into consulting specifically in Boston. So she emailed a partner who had gone to her school, which of course I told her not to do, and she got an informational interview with her, which was of course fantastic. And so in that interview, we prepared for the actual content of what she would say, and she delivered an agenda. She said, I'm so glad that we have this time together. I have just a few minutes dedicated to hear about your experience. I have a little bit of time to share about mine, and then I have a few quick questions. And after she did that, the partner said, you just told me everything I need to know. Where do you want to interview and when? It was the end of the conversation because the agenda was so compelling. Now, not everybody will say that directly to you in, in an interview, but they will often comment on it and they certainly will reflect on it when they give you a networking referral. So make sure that you walk in, not just letting the call happen, but with an organized plan to make sure that you get what you want and they get what they need, which is a great read on your preparedness for consulting. Number five, on-campus networking events don't matter. Look. You can walk into a zoo with 75 people and feel like you'll never get any face time that's meaningful. And that can be true. But not all networking events are created equal, but not attending the events will provide you with a disadvantage. Here's why. Networking events are an opportunity for firms to get a read on the interpersonal skills that they won't necessarily assess inside the case interview. And it helps them prioritize people that they really wanna see, but probably more importantly, deprioritize the people that they definitely don't wanna see. And if you don't show up in the room, they'll have no notes on you and they have no data points when they're making their selection amongst a huge pile of resumes. So if you go to an on-campus event at a school, you have the opportunity to ask great 
interesting PSP questions, positive, specific, and personal, that will resonate with the person that you're talking to, get them excited about you, and improve your odds for actually getting an interview with a company. McKinsey specifically has a very rigorous process where they think about their McKinsey networking events. So if McKinsey comes to your school and they offer an opportunity to meet them, make sure that whether it's a coffee chat or an info session, you show up. Do you need a better consulting networking strategy than just randomly emailing 200 consultants? We would love to help you. Our Black Belt program will help you with a great resume and cover letter that when they see it, they'll wanna to talk to you. An awesome approach to networking will even help you edit your networking email and a focus on how to prepare for your case interview. So if they just happen to slip in a market sizing question, you'll be ready for that too. We'd love to help you in your journey to consulting. Please reach out for more information. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on networking for consulting. If you have no idea where to start, or if you're wondering why your networking emails are going unanswered, why don't you reach out to us, send the information to you. We'll tell you whether you're a good fit for Black Belt or not. We'd love to help you break into consulting. And if you're at a firm, but you'd like to have more people network with you in the right way, and you wanna share your story with other folks, please reach out to us for that as well. You can write us, team at managementconsulta.com. And if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. This pod's put out two times every week. We bring really great content and we'd love to have you around for some more. Thanks so much for joining.